Thank you for being with us. An open Bible is the way we like to start today in the book of Psalms, chapter 29, the 29th Psalm. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, the 29th Psalm. We can call this creation's voice. As we read and consider, we will be made to think again that creation's voice is the voice of the Creator. Listen carefully. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Now, there's something here about David that makes an impression on me that I'm certain I missed in my earlier years of being a Bible reader and student. David could so direct his mind toward God, he could take his mind across the world that he knew into heaven right up to the throne of God where he would sing of God's awesome and beneficent power. I want to have that kind of mind. I want to reach a better place so that I can remove from my mind the temporal and concentrate more on the eternal God. Each one of us will do well to grow and reach forward to be closer to God. In this passage, the elements and movement we observe in the physical universe can take us to thoughts of the Creator, His majesty and His power, and therefore the benefits we can have in our submission to Him who made us in His image. Let's consider how the voice of creation is the voice of the Creator. And listening or observing the work of the Creator can take us to good thoughts of Him and our response to Him. That's our purpose as we look at the 29th Psalm. David begins with an invitation to the angels to give God glory, to ascribe unto him the reverence due his name. He says to the heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. 
worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. What would you say if you could speak to an angel in heaven? Well, it is likely we would not tell the angel to do anything. Rather, we would want to interview the angel. What is it like to be with God? What is God like? What do you do here? Could we speak to an angel? It is likely we would conduct an interview. We would want to satisfy our curiosity. David called upon the angels to direct their attentive reverence to God and to ascribe to him all the glory due his name. And David said, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Do you realize, do you realize though we are not in heaven yet around the throne of God, we can, through the mediation of Jesus Christ, express adoration and praise to God every day, several times a day. We can worship him in the splendor or beauty of holiness. That thought should elevate us and move us and challenge us to greater commitment. We can respond to God through Jesus Christ with our lives, and we can express in words through prayer our reverence and our respect for God. That comes out in the 29th Psalm. Look next at verses 3 through 9. This is creation's voice, and it's the voice of the Creator. Verses 3 through 9. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! You may be familiar with this idea I'm going to talk about for a minute or two. God has two books. It can be said that way. He speaks to us through both of these books, the book of Scripture and the book of nature. When Buddy Payne was here several years ago at Laurel Heights, maybe 10, 11 years ago, talking to us about creation and the natural world, he had much to say to us about what God's book of nature tells us. He made the point many times, what God's book of nature tells us is in perfect harmony with what God's book of Scripture says about him. God's book of nature tells us God is and tells us something about the nature and power of God. God's book of Scripture tells us what to do about all that, how to live, how to respond. Well, 
David speaks here of God's book of nature and the voice of God that men should listen to through nature, then respond to through his written words. Creation's voice is emphasized in the 29th Psalm. Notice the references to nature and God's authority over nature, the waters and thunder. Above or over these natural elements, there is the power of the Creator. Men and women on earth who are attentive to nature can discern there is a creative power over these elements, and that's creation's voice, and it's the voice of God the Creator. Now, this doesn't mean when you are in contact with water and thunder You can hear God say specific things to you. That's not the idea. No, the idea is God's power is revealed. And in the activity of the physical elements that we observe around us, we discern the existence of God and the divine power of God. In Romans 1 and verse 20, There's that phrase, the things that have been made, the things that God made and things that God controls in nature speak to us about his existence and his power. The products of God's creative power tell us of God's power. If we're listening, the products of God's creative power tell us of God's creative power. If we are listening. Now, back to the 29th Psalm. That's the idea of creation's voice. The voice of the Lord is conveyed to observers and witnesses of water and thunder. David concludes, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. So angels should praise God. And earthly inhabitants who witness all the products of God's creation should hear the voice of the Creator telling us of His existence and His power and His majesty. This should be part of what causes us to be serious and personally diligent about God in our lives every day. This should provide us with strength to continue to obey Him and listen to Him and follow his son who died for us, knowing who God is. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. And verse 6, he makes Lebanon to skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. One of the largest and highest quality cedars is native to Lebanon in the mountains of the Mediterranean region and western Syria. Some of these trees have been successfully transplanted in Tennessee and California, though some say they do not do that well outside their original environment. But they can grow over 130 feet tall and boast in some cases a trunk diameter of over 8 feet You may have noticed the Lebanese flag has a cedar image right in the center. Those huge cedars 
That's what David is talking about. God with a blast of wind or a clap of thunder or an earthquake can bring this cedar to the ground in pieces. The strongest, the tallest. See, he made them and he can use fire, water, and wind. These elements God brought into existence hold such power, the tallest cedars of Lebanon can collapse. The Syrian was a huge mountain beyond the Jordan that joined Lebanon. Some believe this was what was later called Mount Hermon. God, through his control of the elements, could cause that mountain to move like a young wild ox. Nothing is too big or too strong that God is not able to move it. This is all about creation's voice, and it's the voice of God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is all about creation's voice that speaks to attentive witnesses of the power and majesty of God, and therefore calls upon men and women to acknowledge Him and praise Him and respond to His Son in the cross. Creation's voice speaks to us of God's power through wind, solar, water, and verse 7 adds fire. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. See, that which God brought into existence in the beginning, He can use now in keeping with whatever purpose He has in His perfect mind. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. Have you noticed the verbs in this passage? Coincidentally, some of the words rhyme in English. Breaks, makes, shakes, strips. This is about the activity of God through nature, the voice of the Lord through the elements of his creation. Such power should cause angels to praise him and cause us to acknowledge his sovereignty and trust in him and obey him who loves us. He makes the deer give birth. He can strip the forest bare. In his temple, that is around his throne, there are those who observe his work and they cry out, glory. Verse 10, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood the Lord sits enthroned as king forever. Here is a verse that captures the sovereignty of God, and that simply means he rules in a sense much higher than any human ruler. No human ruler is over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. When you hear and witness a thunderbolt of lightning a little sliver of God's power has been paraded before your eyes. What does all this mean to us today? Verse 11, may the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. So all this strength and power exhibited by God in nature, God uses power inherent in his being to strengthen his people and bless his people. Strength and peace 
for God's people. Are you one of his people? If God can move waters wherever he desires, if he can cause thunder and use other elements of the physical universe to carry out his purpose, even when his purpose is not fully known to us, if God can break into pieces the cedars of Lebanon and crush a mountain like Syrian or Hermon, if he can flash flames of fire and shake a wilderness and strip a forest bare, he can strengthen us, his people and give us peace. Now, this is not physical peace. This is not peace of financial security. This is not political peace. This is inner strength to get up and take on the devil every day. This is the strength to keep doing what is right when you are assaulted, disappointed, confused, and discouraged. This is strength to see your way through difficulty while continuing to obey the Lord in every way. And this is peace that passes all understanding that we are able to enjoy in Jesus Christ. The Hebrew word shalom. It is not just something you say. It is more than a motto. It begins with you in harmony with God, and it issues in a calmness of soul that prompts deeper and deeper trust and obedience directed to the Lord. If God can manage weather and wildlife, he is able to strengthen us and make us whole. What is necessary is our surrender to his sovereignty and our obedient response to Jesus Christ. Illustration I'll use to conclude. There is a certain kind of spider that builds a nest in a branch of a small tree or bush. In this delicate enclosure, the baby spiders are hatched. If the nest is disturbed in any way and the little spiders try to rush out, they cannot move far because they are attached to their mother with something like we might call a bungee cord. The mother can draw those cords and the baby spiders come to her side and are protected. The mother doesn't sever that cord, but the babies can. If they do, they fall into harm. Similar to the statement in Hosea 11.4, which speaks of the Lord's love and care for his people. I led them with cords of kindness, with bands of love. God holds us and protects us, his people, giving us the strength and peace that we need. He will not abandon us, but we must stay connected with him. Perhaps the voices of creation all around us can remind us of God's everlasting power that we may reverence him and live unto him, giving to him the praise and glory due his name. Thank you for listening.